Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I believe I said in my opening statement uh, that I'm prepared to take on this responsibility for change within our game. I believe I've got the experience to do it. Should our board or the governance review that we've outlined in our action plan suggest that I'm not the person, then I'm prepared to accept that. I think the uh, consensus view, Mr. Smith, may be it's time to go, but let's find out. Hockey Canada. Now remember this, Hockey Canada admits to paying 8.9 million to settle 21 cases of alleged sexual assault since 1989. 8.9 million. Um, yeah, just think about that. And uh, Sport Canada knew about the 2018 allegations, did nothing about it. So now we're watching as additional developments take place involving or starting to pull additional national sports organizations into the picture. So the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage continued its inquiry into Hockey Canada this past week. Anthony Housefather, Liberal Member of Parliament, Member of the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage, is with us, and Lisa Hepner, Liberal MP, Member of the Standing Committee on Canadian Heritage, with us as well. Mr. Housefather from Montreal, Ms. Hepner from Hamilton. Uh, thank you both for joining us, and... Uh, let me start with you, Anthony, if if I may. When the committee hearing first began, or the hearings first began, did you have a sense that you'd be hearing what you have, like Hockey Canada admitting to paying $8.9 million in order to settle 21 cases of alleged sexual assault beginning in 1989? And this from a so-called National Equity Fund, uh, in turn funded by parents' fees for their kids to play organized hockey and receive the best of training i started to think about the term national equity fund if you ever wanted anthony to create a benign sounding name for a fund to pay out of control sexual assault settlements i think that would do it so did you expect when this all began that we would be where we are today so if you had asked me before we had any of the hearings the answer would have been no i would have thought that hockey canada would have come far more prepared to our first hearing uh, they didn't. They um, basically came with very few answers and a lot of platitudes, uh, causing, I think, a lot of people to question uh, where they were going with, uh, w- with the way they were handling sexual assault cases, uh, which led to the minister uh, ending funding until they satisfied some requirements, which ended with Parliament then asking for another inquiry, and which ended with the committee then coming back and saying, we want to hold more hearings and calling them back, which they did. They came back this week. They were far, far more apologetic than they were last month, but they still had answers that were just absurd. For example, they say that the board authorized the amount that was in the settlement agreement without authorizing the settlement agreement or anyone to sign it, but then they didn't have that minuted anywhere. 
which again, in, in corporate law, that's, that's absurd. They, they didn't alert the other defendants to the case, but chose to settle on their behalf and tell them afterwards. I mean, Roy, if you get sued, can you imagine somebody else settling on your behalf and not telling you? Okay. I mean, and, and, and the, 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 the Meshugas, if I can use this, that the Yiddish word that means craziness, just continued and continued in those hearings. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, did you have a sense, and I just want to pick up on what Anthony said, that they, maybe Hockey Canada came with, I don't want to say necessarily a sense of entitlement, but a sense that they're really not going to be able to touch us, they won't do anything to us because we've this has been going on for a long time, and there have been no consequences. Was there that? Did you have that sense? Hockey Canada is trying to put on a good face. Like uh, just shortly before our committee reconvened on this matter, we saw their action plan and they put out this um, very uh, smart graphics about how they're going to tackle this problem going forward. But it did sort of feel like a PR exercise. And like you saw in the quote, um, that you played off the top of your show, we heard the president of Hockey Canada saying he wasn't going to go anywhere unless the board decided that he was going to step down. So it's really still this insular view of Hockey Canada. Like, we have the funds. Uh, I read the editorial in the Star today. Hockey Canada's got lots of money. It's going to be okay, even with Hockey uh, Sports Canada cutting off the funding, even with sponsors walking away um, from the championships. Hockey Canada still has lots of money. There are lots of Canadians that sign their kids up to play hockey, um, and and so they're going to be okay. And and it and and you saw from that clip, Hockey Canada still um, feels it can deal with these problems internally with the same group of people at the top. Yeah, lots of parents have great concerns about what's happening with the money that they pay for their kids to be uh, coached and trained and to be part of the Hockey Canada and Endeavor and organization. Lots of parents have concerns about that. Let me ask you, Anthony, about this. Sports Canada or Sport Canada knew about sexual assault allegations against junior national team members in 2018, but they did nothing to follow up with Hockey Canada. Not then and not now. Four years and a financial settlement paid through the aforementioned National Equity Fund later. This is mind-numbing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we were all flabbergasted that, hockey, that Sports Canada didn't alert the minister at the time and never saw fit to alert any of the next sports ministers uh, about these allegations. And I think, as the minister uh, noted in her own testimony, Sports Canada needs to be improved as well. And we have to, as a committee... Uh, come up with recommendations. We have far more control over Sports Canada than we do Hockey Canada to make sure that Sports Canada is far more attuned and far more prepared to assist federations in handling these type of claims. They shouldn't just be reporting them to Sports Canada and then Sports Canada comes back years later and asks, how did it go? Sports Canada should be there as, in my view, um, a force that assists all of the different federations with expert advice as to how to properly deal with these claims, how to take them seriously, and how not to settle a claim that could be insurable with, 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 by, 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 you know, without even trying to use insurance or, or without even being aware. Like what's, what was the most amazing, Roy? And, and this is where I think there's two issues. There's the, the, the way that Hockey Canada views sexual misconduct and views the equality of men and women and, and, and so forth, and that's a huge cultural issue. But there's also the business issue of here they profess that they settled the claim without knowing whether the underlying facts were true. I mean, how could you go forward and settle within three or four weeks a claim saying, but we have no idea if any of the allegations are true or not? 
it, 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 no, it's again, it the people at Hockey Canada have a lot to be uh, ashamed of in, in this case. Yeah. Alisa, if I could just pick up on something you said uh, in your last answer, how satisfied are you with what you've heard from Hockey Canada and its CEO, Scott Smith, who spoke of a plan to increase the education of young players concerning off-ice behavior and that those players would then deliver that message back to their own leagues and minor hockey associations? That's so fundamental. That should have been, that should have been a cornerstone obligation from day one, and yet here it is, their plan for the future. Well, that's right. I mean... We all we all want to see hockey succeed in Canada. We want it to be a place where kids can play a fun sport and get some exercise and learn one of our national sports and get out into the rinks and and play hockey and have fun and and have it a safe place. So I mean, this has never been about destroying Hockey Canada. It's about improving it and making sure it's something that we can all be proud of. And and the parents can feel good about paying into you because those are some steep fees. I know if, when I was uh, when my kid was young, I couldn't afford to put him in hockey. I was a single mom. It's not uh, it, very accessible to everyone. So you know, my dream would be to make hockey more accessible and uh, easier for for more kids to play because it, it can be a lot of fun. And somehow we've gotten away from the fun of sports and the companionship. And it's all about being the best and, uh, you know, um, winning. And I don't know. To me, I, I think there's a little bit of that in this as well. Like, let's get back to a, a more accessible hockey. Yeah, also get back to being responsible to uh... – to your to your organization to your clients who are the kids and the parents and the objectives and the expectations of the country anthony how does this happen how do situations like these fly under the national radar how do predators gain access to young athletes and and i'm going to tell you what i think for what it's worth the medals the money are often more important than the safety of the young athletes what do you think so I think two things. Number one, Roy, as you said, Rick Westhead from TSN reported today that 11 more women have contacted him uh, since the hearings ended on Wednesday um, related to hockey allegations. So, you know, the, the first question is, is it systemic in Hockey Canada? It seems to be. Um, you know, Hockey Canada refused to acknowledge that. They, they, they shimmy-shammied around that question at the hearings, but it seems to be systemic. And we need, I think, as a committee to look through all of our federations and determine whether Hockey Canada was an anomaly or, as we now may think, uh, was not such an anomaly. And, and I think it's, it's, it's due to a couple of reasons. Number one, we have volunteer-based boards in most of the smaller federations that are working very hard with no pay, um, you know, trying their best to run national organizations. And the training that they need, the professional advice that they need to deal with these type of claims may often be sorely lacking. And that is where I think we as a committee need to make recommendations. Um, we need to hear experts and we have to figure out how Sports Canada um, and, and, and the government of Canada can help all of our national federations deal with safe sport at all levels, ranging from, you know, house league to uh, elite athletes. And, and, and that's where I think our committee comes in and can really do good work here. So what's your mandate, really? Our mandate, fortunately, is relating to sport is whatever our committee decides. Our initial mandate was to go and investigate this, this settlement in Hockey Canada based on the 2018 allegations. But we as a committee have the ability to broaden it to look at 
Hockey Canada as a whole and to look at all the other federations as a whole and, and to look at Sports Canada and to come up with recommendations to how we can better ensure that athletes throughout this country are properly behaving and that we make sure that women and men in all sports can participate safely at all levels. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, whatever recommendations you make as a, a committee after the inquiry is over, I hope that months of study, while the pressure subsides on national sports organizations, doesn't create a thousand-page report which immediately gathers proverbial dust on a thousand laptops. This is important. I, I, absolutely it is, Roy. And as uh, someone who learned how to write short as a broadcast journalist, uh, <laughs> I'll do my best to make sure that our final report is something that's accessible to Canadians. One thing uh, that struck me in one of the interviews I did with an American journalist was how impressed she was with our parliamentary system and the fact that a parliamentary committee, along with, of course, some excellent investigative journalists, were able to strike such a chord and dig in and find out what happened and cause this national reawakening about what's been going on in sports in this country. And, uh, and I think shining a light on all of these examples is exactly what we have to do. We have to get to the bottom of it. We have to understand what's been happening. And we can only do that by talking about it, calling witnesses, and really getting to the bottom of things. Because once we scratch the surface and find out what's going on, the average Canadian and Canadians in general, of course, want to do something about it. We want our kids to have safe and happy childhoods. Yeah. Well, I can tell you why you uh, were able to find out what you did. You found them with their hand in the cookie jar, uh, proverbially, and uh, and they couldn't get the hand out in time. And, and good for us that they couldn't because this is, again, I'm going to say it's critical. Anthony, why don't we tell Canada's kids? I, to me, as somebody who has been part of sports all my life and, and swam at, a, at an elite level, um, you know, I think that kids need sport. I think that it is so important for every child to find the sport that he or she is passionate about and to participate in it and, or to participate in many sports at whatever level uh, they want. Uh, you, you know, there's nothing more important, I think, to succeeding in life than being able to multitask. And I found that sports taught me, you know, friendship, teamwork, how to multitask and, and, and was just so important to my life that I would be horrified to believe that any kid left the sport because they didn't feel comfortable in that sport. And I think our goal is to make sure that every child, and as Lisa mentioned, affordability as well. I mean, there's some sports like figure skating that are just beyond 90% of Canadians means we, we have to wait, find a way to make sports available and accessible and, and loved by all our kids. I also have to tell them uh, that they have, that they're empowered and that they cannot be uh, abused. I mean, I spoke uh, last weekend with Amelia Klein, who began the class action lawsuit against Gymnastics Canada. And, uh, and, and Amelia Klein, at 14 years of age, left gymnastics because, precisely, because of the way she was treated. And her parents weren't welcome to attend practices. And essentially, it was, let's just keep this between us and among us, and we, we can't do that. So when I ask, what do we tell Canada's kids? Um, Lisa, we, Lisa, we have about a, about a minute here. What do we tell Canada's kids about what's going on right now? 
Well, I think the kids are watching, Roy, and I think that's the whole point, is once we bring it out into the open and kids feel empowered and know when something is wrong, right? Because if we're talking about it, it's not a secret. These things can't happen behind closed doors because kids are empowered with knowledge and they know what to look for and they know how to protect themselves. But it's sad that it comes down to that. And you can also tell them that Canada's government cares and we're there and we're going to get to the bottom of this. I don't think you've seen the end of our parliamentary hearings on sport. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.